Hey everyone, welcome back to Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones, a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are here talking today about the final thing to come out of the MCU Phase 4, and that is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I am your host, Derek McDuff, and joining me today are uh, my two co-hosts from my other podcast, Underrated, Alan Torres and Ariel Ortiz. How's it going, guys? Hey, everybody. How's it going? How's it going? So, guys, uh, this is, as we mentioned, the kind of end, the culmination of the MCU Phase 4. This is obviously the second special presentation that Marvel has done, so it's a basically kind of like those old TV specials that you would see, the old Christmas episodes that you would see of um, shows back in like the 90s and stuff, um, you know, featuring all of your favorite characters or some of your favorite characters from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but I'll just let you guys get started here and tell us uh, what you thought about uh, about this presentation. Yeah, no, um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a very fun special. I'm really loving these like special presentations um, with this and, and Werewolf by Night. And I really do hope that they continue on like to do these like essentially holiday specials because Werewolf by Night was like very much a Halloween special. This is a Christmas special. I really like that the history like um, with that kind of teaser that came on came out before like maybe like a week before the actual special came out of like saying like this was the first thing that was pitched for disney plus um and it, it definitely feels that way like i really like that like this is like essentially what disney plus should be used for in the marvel you know universe is like and how all all the disney plus um shows have been been used for but but it's really yeah like a special thing with these like one-offs and stuff very much like yeah it feels like a one-off comic and i very much enjoyed that that the the guardians christmas special focused on these characters that we haven't had much time spent or we're not going to have much time spent in the third one of uh drax and mantis um, because in the upcoming one, we know that, that, uh, we're going to have a lot of, of, um, Rocket Raccoon in that one. And, um, and then with, the uh, I Am Groot, um, Chris, I mean, uh, animated specials, we kind of got a lot more Groot in that one. Uh, so, so yeah, with this one kind of focusing on Mantis and, and having that, that kind of, I, I wouldn't say bombshell because kind of like a very organic thing um that to be revealed that she is uh uh star lord's half sister and it definitely makes sense and that's something that's like been in the theories for a lot of um the mcu fandom because of the whole like um show like a scene in in guardians 2 like kind of showing up uh ego with like one of those those mantis kind of like species as well and and so yeah, I very much love this. I love the addition of of um Kevin Bacon and his role in this. I like I I just love Kevin Bacon. I really love them following up on that notion of like this this heroism that that Peter Quill like had had himself to begin with, but then to see that he's also like project and through storytelling and and stuff like that shows like shared that with 
his extended family to the point where like they're like yeah it's kevin bacon like he's the greatest super uh, greatest hero of all time and stuff like that so we have to like um kidnap and like you know present him as a gift he's like the perfect gift for peter um and just yeah like see showing it it i love this um this special like essentially extending the the plot lines and storylines of of guardians and like reinstituting that that you know they are a found family um definitely plays an important role in the mcu overall and what we're going to see in guardians 3 by by explaining that whole and setting up where they're going to start off in guardians 3 of like oh yeah we bought we bought the we bought nowhere from the collector and um and you know now we're setting up shop to help like people in the galaxy and stuff like that so we're we're moving away from being marauders to now being you know helping people and stuff like that and um and also like kind of like also lays out okay the collector is alive and and so he didn't get killed by thanos and, and so yeah i really love that it adds more lore and i think that's what's really awesome about these special presentations is that you know they are one-offs but they're still adding like subtle lore to to you know the universe overall and um just a very enjoyable special christmas special like just very classic christmas special ha- like definitely influenced by by um specifically the star wars christmas special with the animation opening and like how how that that star wars christmas special the infamous one now um had that kind of like element of of cartoon at the beginning and then like had live action and story but then went back to the cartoon at the end um and yeah you could just definitely see that james gunn was just having had so much fun i mean the man wrote this within like two days because and, and it's that's just like the pure storytelling and um really loved it really loved I, like it's it's definitely gonna become a christmas classic in my household at least cool um well yeah you pretty much said everything i uh, i was kind of gonna say um i mean for me I, I thought it was cute i thought it was a lot of fun it was great like you said having mantis and drax kind of be um front and center for a little bit and it was kind of i i felt like they had already revealed the whole mantis thing like the whole like oh she's his half brother i guess it wasn't like absolutely confirmed because like you said that scene in um guardians 2 when they show ego kind of pretty much smashing different races Mm -hmm. and stuff i was like oh and you saw her race so i assumed i was like I'm betting she's like his daughter or something, and he like convinced her otherwise or something. But I'm glad that like now that makes sense. And then, and then the funny thing is that DC Comics exists in the MCU oh, yeah. now. Yeah, that this no, uh, they to already another, did. It was yeah in to another celestial yeah to another celestial related um thing. It was mentioned yeah in the internals uh um. What's his name? Not not Haramesh. Um, not Gilgamesh. I can't remember his name. Somebody calls him uh, him Superman, and then they make a reference yeah, to Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's exactly. right. Exactly. Uh huh. 
Yeah. But yeah, no, it was great to kind of hear. I, I don't know why, like, maybe I, Eternals, I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I just, it, that, that kind of caught me off guard. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. And I kind of like when they do that, they kind of go, hey, you know, this exists, that exists, or whatever. But um, yeah, I dug it. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a big Christmas special kind of guy. Like I used to as a kid, so now I'm just kind of like, oh, it was fun, cool, had a good time, and that's it. But yeah, what do you think, Derek? But yeah, no, I I really did like it. Um, I was always like, I was more on Ariel's camp, where I loved the kind of Christmas specials um, from when I was a kid. All those special Christmas episodes of the TV shows, or like the Rankin Bass stuff, I was always a really big fan of. And it just would always help me get into the Christmas spirit. You know, you'd watch like the Chipmunks Christmas or whatever it might be. Um, you know, your favorite shows would always like, I remember like Boy Meets World or Sabrina would always have their, their kind of special Christmas episode and maybe there would be a little Santa magic or something. So it was really cool to see the MCU kind of delve into that, even though the MCU has done some Christmas stuff before with um, uh, Ariel's favorite Hawkeye and Alan's favorite Iron Man 3. Um, but uh, this this was really cool. Um, I I really dug the Guardians movies. Have always had just absolute great music. Obviously, like that's not a secret to anyone. But this was like I was all about this. This was like my favorite Christmas like film soundtrack I think I've ever heard because it had all that like alternative Christmas rock that I really loved. Obviously, the old ninety sevens came and did some originals, but there was just all this like I wish it was Christmas today and like like all that kind of just you know, classic Christmas stuff. Um, I really dug, like you were saying, all the Kevin Bacon stuff, where it's it's just fun and goofy enough, but it doesn't feel, like, too out there. I also liked the, like you were saying, Ariel, the pairing of Mantis and Drax, because we got just a little bit of that in Guardians 2, and that pairing was always just really funny. They are very good, like, just kind of, you know, the, the kind of, like, more straightforward and just more kind of go- like Mantis and then just kind of the goofy Drax and that works really well as a pairing I think and it was kind of nice to just see them basically this is almost like a spin-off like little uh, special for them because um, you do get the other Guardians but it's mostly just them and I love one thing I just love in all the Christmas stuff is when somebody just kind of learns the true meaning of Christmas at the end like there's there's so many where that's a really recurring Christmas thing. I was like, okay, I got to get this gift for this person. And at the end of the thing, it's like, oh, no, it wasn't the gift that mattered. It was just, like, family and stuff. And Peter and Mantis realizing that they were family and having that special moment and strengthening that bond was, like, it was su- surprisingly touching. And that's something I think James Gunn does really well is he makes something that seems like it's just going to be kind of irreverent goofiness and at the end it'll really hit you in the feels and even though this was just a 45 minute special it really absolutely did that because i got hit in the feels i was like oh man like you know you know it's so cheesy but it's like yeah the real meaning of christmas is not the gifts you get it's the people you spend it with even though the gift was a person um and i love kevin bacon's little moment where he's about to leave and he's like he's like and he gets inspired by um craglin uh uh sean gunn and just kind of like goes back and gives everybody the Christmas. Uh, I I thought it was absolutely heartwarming and fun. And just, you know, like you were saying, Ariel, just 
this is what Disney Plus needs to do. I touched on it in the Werewolf by Night episode. That the fact that Disney Plus is able to just kind of put stuff out like this, these little 45-minute hour things that kind of let you do something fun in the world. And this does establish a lot of lore and, and strengthen these relationships. But if you don't watch this and you go into Guardians 3, you'll be fine. You're not going to have like, oh, no, I didn't see this. I don't understand this. No, you're fine. You're good. But it, it strengthens what's already there without having to take anything away. It's not required reading. It's like extra credit. Um, so so I really dug that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it, it very much felt like that additional one-off that, that comics do, which is very much awesome. It's awesome to have those like comic moments in the MCU. I mean, of course, everything is based on comics, but to have that kind of like feeling of like, of when you read a comic of like, oh, this one-off like kind of thing of like, it could be, that's like, how you know what if was like essentially like all like multiple episodes of those kind of like comics just put it together and so so yeah like this um these special features are pretty awesome to as you know as being a comic reader and stuff like that um and enjoying those kind of like one-offs like no consequence no well not much consequence but i mean just kind of like um you know a, a day in the life kind of like more more um style of a comic than than you know like a storyline and 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 an arc yeah and that that's that feels really appropriate given the fact that it is like just a christmas thing and you know you would always get those those christmas episodes where somebody would learn a lesson at christmas but it, you know, in the, in the sitcoms back in the day, you didn't have these long overarching plots. So kind of the let you would just have that Christmas episode. You could just could almost just like go back and rewatch one of those on their own and, you know, not have to go back and watch a whole season TV. You can just go back and watch that one episode and it recaptured both the feelings of those one off comics and of those kind of Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Al- Alan, any other thoughts on the Guardians holiday special? Um, I will say I was happy to hear the waitress's Christmas wrapping song because that's like my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I feel like the only time I ever hear it anywhere is like on K-Rock at like two in the morning during December. Like, that's it. So it was kind of nice to hear it again just for a moment. I was like, yeah, dude, that's the shit. That kind of got me in the mood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because James Gunn is just, like, definitely, like, a child of the 80s. So, like, of course it had to have been included. Because it's, like, the most 80s Christmas song ever, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, no, obviously, yeah, like I was saying, really just absolute bangers on this. For I was so digging the soundtrack. Like, I went back and, like, listened to the soundtrack of this. And it's really starting to get me into the Christmas spirit, um, for sure. And, and like I'm like, it was the first Christmas thing that I watched this year, and so now, um, you know, because I I loved also that they they premiered the day after Thanksgiving, because for me that's when Christmas starts is right. Think you could do thanks, you do Halloween, then you do Thanksgiving, and then and then it's Christmas, then it's fully Christmas time the day after Thanksgiving, and this was a perfect way to start it off, and I can't wait to watch more and more uh, Christmas stuff in anticipation for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um. That was the end of MCU Phase 4. Um, and 
I do kind of want to take a second and and look back and reflect on what we thought about phase four here. Um, uh, you know, before we before we move on, um, did you guys have any overarching thoughts about these last batch of movies? Let me go through all the stuff real fast. Um, just so everybody knows, um, this is, this is obviously the uh, time when now the shows are kind of really being included in the MCU proper. Obviously, they were canon before, um, but now they're like kind of like officially branded like MCU Phase Four. They tie directly into everything, um, as well as some other things. So, um, the first thing that was released uh, was back in January of 2021 uh, was WandaVision. Then you get Falcon and Winter Soldier, both shows, Loki, uh, and then also a show. Then the mo first movie in Phase 4, Black Widow, followed by Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Then Season 1 of What Ifs, then Eternals, then the show Hawkeye, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, Season 1 of Moon Knight, uh, now in 2022. Then you have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, season one of Marvel, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Then you have the I Am Groot shorts. Uh, season one of She-Hulk, uh, Werewolf by Night, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and finally ending it here, like we were saying, on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, so I think there's a lot of very good stuff in there, um, despite what people have been saying about Phase 4 and how Marvel is dead and the world, the sky is falling. Um, I've really liked a lot of that, um, good 90% of it at least, uh, but what do you, what do you guys thought about phase four? I think that first off, we, I want to acknowledge of how astonishing this phase is just by the, the massive amount of content it has just within this one phase. I mean, I, the, the time that it take, took, took had taken place might have been the same as some phases um previously but there was just so much included in this phase because of the addition of of disney plus and the utilization of that and so i just want to like take my hats off to like all of the creators of the mcu because of that just because of how much content you know this this phase came with and um I think even like seeing we'll see what else pops up and like if they're going to jam pack the next at least phase five there is a lot of space to fill in phase six so far but at least with phase five how much more we're gonna like get how is gonna be revealed but so far it's not as much as as phase four, four was and I think that that is very much appropriate for this phase because what um something that i've heard and like what i've i've latched onto the the philosophy of um when people have brought it up is that you then and it um addresses you know everybody's like um critiques of of this phase of like phase four should be seen and viewed as another a new phase one phase exactly. one was a lot filled with building blocks building blocks building blocks building blocks and i think that that um is very much core to this phase overall is that it has a lot of building blocks um i'll talk about it more um when we get to like talking about the individual 
movies, but I feel like a lot of movies specific like and especially at the tail end had a lot of things of like oh like that is actually gonna it it's made me excited for things to come again which is like um which is something that that you know like with phase three you know you're excited for things to come but you know that they're coming whereas like um i'll just kind of like say yeah like for for black panther and I will talk about it uh, a bit later. But for Black Panther, it got me excited for um, a movie that I was like, kind of like, are like, I, I, it'll be an okay, a pretty cool movie. But, but the um, because of the way Wakanda Forever happened and and setting that Billy block, it's got me very excited for for what that movie is and stuff like that. It is possibly going to be. Um, and then yeah, like like with this Guardian special, it's very much like just adding things, adding building blocks. And I and and I feel very much that because of that, it's going to allow Phase Five, and then of course Phase Six, but Phase Five especially to just like I think it's just going to like skyrocket with with what's going on. Like it's going to like everything's like going to like start just shooting off in in the plot and all that the overarching plot of of the universe and things like that and i think very much like so um what people i think looking back will probably see is like oh i should have like paid more attention to these things like i like all of it was there and i feel like for me who like watches um uh review well like um easter egg videos and all that and like gets into the nitty-gritty there's been a lot a lot of stuff like that's probably gonna going to like be like oh shoot like that's what that meant that's what this meant oh my goodness like why didn't i see it before it's because you were you weren't paying attention and then i think very much so in the later phases they're gonna there's gonna be a lot more appreciation for phase four so yeah. Alan, how about you? Um I love this phase a lot. Uh pretty much how like Ariel was saying, because there's so much content. And I also feel like we should a lot of people who are like jumping onto the bandwagon of hating on the MCU. I feel like they are kind of shooting themselves in the foot because we have all this content and we're getting stories and characters that I honestly didn't think we would see in a million years. Like I was like, there's no way we're going to see Moon Knight. There's Mm -hmm. no way we're going to see She-Hulk. There's no way we're going to see a show dedicated to Scarlet Witch. Like all these things. I mean, the films, yeah, you know, uh, there are some some film characters, yeah. Even Eternals, as much as I didn't really care for it, I was still pretty shocked that I'm like, damn, you have these characters, and you know, albeit I know a lot of people didn't care for Eternals, it's still pretty mesmerizing and incredible that we're getting all these things. Even the like like we were just discussing the Christmas special for Guardians of the Galaxy. Not never in a never in a in a long time would I have thought we were we were gonna get that. 
and Werewolf by Night as well. Like Werewolf by Night, I feel like was one of the biggest ones where I was like, really, you're really gonna go in such a deep cut. So I feel like now is a great time to jump into not not specifically into this phase, but I think it's a great time to be a Marvel fan. And if you're getting into these films and TV shows, you are incredibly lucky, especially for like a little kid who's like, oh, you know, I like these characters and. And Marvel is very much in the now, has been for quite a long, a long time now. I think it's awesome. I think it, in itself, it's like a Christmas gift for everybody because you get all these characters that, like I said, you never did I th- think we would see them. You know, I was like, yeah, maybe we'll see the big guys, you know, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, whatever, like we did 12 years ago or actually 14 years ago. Cool, whatever. But now we're in such a, position where we're getting multiverse this whole saga that you know it's phase four through six is a multiverse saga so i'm like whoa like that's already a big thing like we're, we're going into new territory where i feel like people should be very much lucky and happy to hear especially with what they're doing with a lot of these shows and films yeah yeah um well said on all that i know for me um the amount uh you guys you guys were kind of uh, praising the amount of content i know that was something that was a little bit of a hurdle for me um i do obviously love that we get so much stuff but it did for a while start to give me a little bit of burnout because it felt like i had so much to keep up with with this um but you know that it's you know i'm, I'm not going to sit here and complain about too much of a good thing because they're all i have despite any reservations I've had and just kind of like, you know, feeling like I was done with end after Endgame and then there's more and one more stuff, you know, give it to me, give me more stuff, that's fine. I, I'm going to enjoy it. And especially once Spider-Man um, Far From Home came out, uh, I was so back on board with everything. And I was like, all right, cool, just give me everything. Uh, give me all of this stuff. And then something else that's a real good, uh, real benefit of the MCU existing so long and now giving us so much content is we are starting to get so much more diverse stories. You know, early on in Marvel, we only had, we had mostly just stories about just like just straight white dudes and that was it. And now we're getting much more diverse stories. Uh, this phase, and I think that is one of the reasons that the phase has gotten uh, people are a little bit mad is just because a lot of angry fanboys in the internet are getting mad because they're like, oh, I don't like She-Hulk, she's doing this, blah, 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 she's taking the story away from Daredevil, and, you know, but now we're getting all of these different diverse stories, whereas in the first three phases, I think we only really had Captain Marvel and Black Panther that were, uh, and then I guess the Guardians movies, but they still had a, a, like, you know, there was more of an ensemble, but this is very much more diverse. All of these shows are telling stories about different cultures and different people and people that look different ways and all these different kinds of interesting things are being now finally shown in phase four and i think that is just really cool alec alec you can't get a a leaky telecon (laughs) i'm doing the the kamameha thing right now Uh, a leaky telecon that's- like honestly, like when you guys like when Namor showed up in the theater and like you guys were just like, yes, like I was just like I was like, yay. <laughs> Dude, this phase and I that's the thing, man. Like Marvel, Marvel's so they they just like 
uh, I love Marvel just for this fact because they, you know, naturally their their major competition is DC. DC comes out like, oh, we're making a Blue Beetle movie, like, you know, Mexican superhero and stuff like that. Legit. And, and Marvel had to have this set up. But Marvel legit provided the, us two Mexican superheroes, um, <laughs> like a, a whole nation of, mm-hmm. of, of Tao Khan and Namor and Namor, I mean. Uh, but then also, like, with, yeah, Werewolf by Night, he's pretty yep. much canonically Mexican. And it's just, like, they just, like, I I just love, I just love, like, the Mar- MCU for that. Because, like, DC still hasn't come out, because DC's a mess, but DC still <laughs> hasn't come out with their Mexican superhero. And while, all the while, like, Marvel's like, we got you, we got you too. <laughs> it's like, what? okay. Plus, Ariel, you forgot about your boy, Oscar Isaac Hernandez Estrada. Yeah, yeah. He, he we, we got, we got the, he was the first Latino, but like, like we got, you know, we got two Mexican, like flat yeah, out Mexican, you, you know? So, yeah. I will say that's cool and all. Uh-huh. But the one thing that really, bu- like, I thought, okay, the whole Neamor thing was cool and all that and, and interesting, but I still wanted the Submariner. I still uh, want Namor, the Submariner. And he's a Submariner. He could still be Submariner. But what? this is what's missing. I need Namor to be cucking Reed Richards <laughs> all the fucking Dude, time. He's cu- that's he all was, I want. If, then if he, that's my Namor. No, if he had that, he was like move making moves on, on Shuri, like legit. And uh, so I'm Shuri, like, that's totally. fine. That's fine. I don't, no, I don't care about Shuri. No, 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 no. It's only because Sue has it. But shit. once Sue comes up on the scene, once Sue comes up on the scene, he is going to go full Mexican and, and get and want to get with that white white woman. <laughs> I don't even care what race he is. It's just <laughs> Nimor is known for that. And I want him to cuck Reed Richards. He's going to cuck hard. Fuck and that I can't name, wait. Num- He's going to be the Toro. I totally got Namor, who's like he he is like yeah he he all he wants to get busy you know in multiple ways not just not just taking down the the surface world but no I definitely got those vibes and that's like when when he was like kind of like um you know kind of like getting close to Shuri and stuff like that and I was just like oh yeah for sure like once Sue Storm comes up on the scene yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> something's gonna happen. Well, guys, with that, um, you, uh, we can go ahead and move into uh, the rankings. And uh, I kind of want to do something fun with this. Uh, so I'm going to do it, uh, take a page out of the Screen Drafts book, and I'm going to have you guys work together to do your rankings of the top Marvel stuff. So you guys are going to make together... One definitive list of all of the Phase 4 MCU properties, so anything that I mentioned earlier is eligible. You guys will be making a top seven together, Um, so uh, you guys will alternate kind of picking them. And the twist is you guys will start with seven and work your way up to one. So you guys are going to start choosing the seventh best, the sixth best, the fifth best, and so on all the way up to number one. You guys will alternate. Um, each you guys, I'll, you can have a veto. So if Alan, you put up something that an area, you're like, no, 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 that's not top seven. 
veto, get it out of here. You can do that. You just get one veto. Or if Alan plays something that's too low, you're like, that's way too low. That doesn't deserve to be a seven. That deserves to be the number one spot. You can also veto it. Each of you guys gets one veto. Um, does, that, does that all make sense? Mm-hmm. Kinda, yeah. I, I made my own list, so yeah, right, I made my we'll, own we'll list see. too. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, got, we'll yeah you guys each have your own list, but so you guys might have to work with each other and like see how how it plays out and stuff. So I kind of wanted to surprise you guys and do that. Um, so one person is going to have the seventh, sixth, um, fourth, uh, at, what was it? Seven, six, uh, four, uh two and two picks the other person is going to have five uh three and one so um i'll let you guys choose so you can either basically have more picks or less picks but the first overall those are your choices um alan you do the more picks hold on hold on i'll let you guys choose i'll let you guys choose here um and i'm gonna ask you guys a trivia question um just uh what if you answer and you get it wrong, you have to wait. You have to wait for the other person to answer. That's the only rule of trivia here. So I'll I'll go ahead and ask this trivia question. Just answer when you if you know it. But if you get it wrong, you have to wait. What is the only Avengers movie not to be scored by Alan Silvestri? Uh, Age of Ultron. Yep. Okay. Ariel. Fuck, I knew want... it was that one. I, I was gonna say it too. Shit. Ariel, do you want more picks or do you want the number one pick? Uh, number one. All right. So then, Alan, you're going to be telling us what the number seven movie in the MCU phase four oh, is. So are we doing? Are you just Wait, doing is movies? It, is it movies? Or, only? Oh, right. Movies shows. Uh, oh, okay. Overall, okay. Special friend, yeah. Okay. So the number seven thing in the MCU is. Okay. Phase four. Phase four. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, yeah, so take a second and tell us about what you like about Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I kind of had to move my stuff around, but I dug Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think like as a top seven, I feel like it it's going to be okay in that position. Uh, me and Ariel might kind of start changing stuff up the higher we go up the list. But uh, I dug it. I, I know a lot of people felt like it was a little too like not as fun as the other stuff but i really enjoyed the character building especially with u.s agent i dug his character a lot i feel like he's probably the most underrated character out of this whole phase like i feel like a lot of people love to hate him and i I, love so much so i was like i gotta give it for i gotta give him that at least and then also you know baron zemo being like him being just one of the star parts of that show, it was kind of like a nice balance where you got like the really cool, fun, hilarious dancing villain, and then you got the love to hate him, anti reverse Captain America kind of thing. So, yeah, and then also too because I know Ariel loves uh, Bucky, Mister Bucky Barnes. I was like, I got to put him up because I love Bucky as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just there's so much to <laughs> be in this in this phase because yeah, truly like, uh, yeah, I I do agree, I do agree with you because yeah, like for me, that that it it teetered between like 
I'll show you my tier list. Like I, I did tiers. Um, so well, if you guys yeah, want, but yeah, um, for fun, we'll we'll put it on uh, Instagram or on our socials. If you guys want to check it out when when this episode goes up, we could put it in the story saying, "Hey," and we can all upload our our rankings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Ariel, uh, are you, are you good with us here at seven? Yeah, I'm good. I I, I won't veto. There's okay. just so well, much. Do you, do you have any <laughs> thoughts you wanted to add about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier here before we oh, move no, on? Oh no, I I really I really 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 liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. It it it's just like there's just so I think. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like it, it very much leveled along with a lot of other thing, uh, other of my picks. So it's mm-hmm. very much hard to like, like, uh, yeah, I'll just keep it there. I'll just keep it there. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Then, uh, Alan, you also have the number six pick. What is the sixth best MCU phase four property? Uh, She Hulk. Mm. Oh, I'm putting okay. I'm putting She Hulk. I actually have her a little higher on my list. Um, I love the hell out of She Hulk, especially because, like we were mentioning earlier, how people are getting like superhero fatigue, and people are like feeling it's cool to hate on Marvel. Um, I kind of love that it just stirred it stirred the pot so much, and. It was just a great show. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was something different, too. Like, so many people were complaining that everything's becoming cookie-cutter, cookie-cutter. I'm like, dude, you got something different. You got a brand-new hero. You got someone who's still tied to another, um, you know, big gun, I guess. You know, one of the big top five Marvel guys. And I'm like, dude, you still have all those connections. And I love how it broke, you know, spoilers... If you haven't seen She-Hulk, it really broke the fourth wall a lot. And I love that finale. That finale was probably one of the coolest and most unique compared to the other stuff in the phase. So I had to put it up there. And especially to fuck all the haters, fuck all the the incels and everything that She-Hulk was making fun of. That completely, completely like pulled me in. And I was like, fuck yeah, I love everything about this. This is great. And lastly... Yellow Daredevil. Yeah. I got to yeah, see Ariel. Yellow Daredevil, Daredevil finally. Ariel, are you happy with this here? Do you want to veto it to move it off? Or do you want... You can also, if I didn't make it clear, you can veto it to move it higher if you want, because it doesn't take it out of the game. So if you can also veto if it's too low. Uh, I think... I think I'll veto it. I, okay. I just, yeah. I'm veto. sorry. I did, I did have it in my, you know high up on mine too can i like can i like um offer up a uh alternative so no yeah. so now alan's gonna make a number oh. another number six pick um, oh. so okay okay yeah, yeah. um okay so i'll Let's just say see. real fast for me i probably would have vetoed this too but to move it higher i don't know what your plan is there if you want to offer higher but i i love she hulk like she hulk on I... my personal rankings was my yeah. number two like i might... fucking loved she hulk for yeah. all the reasons she was on my four. Yeah, it's just I, for me. I have like just other preference. I, ha- it, I have there, other shows that personally for me, like I added more for me. So okay. and and Alan Go can on. always play it higher too if he wants to. So, um, but yeah, uh, Alan, what's your what's your number new number six? Uh, okay. <laughs> so to change it up a little bit. <laughs> I will go with Shang-Chi. 
Okay. Okay. I agree okay. With that one. Yeah, Shang Chi. I just it was another one that that one's actually under She Hulk on mine, and I dug it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I I just felt like it was such a. I grew up watching a lot of martial arts movies and a lot of Jackie Chan, and there was just so much shit that I loved about it that I grew up watching in it. Where I was like, dude, this is fucking dope. I also like that it just didn't worry about certain things. Like, I feel like sometimes uh, this phase, though, has been doing a really good job about it is being able to blend multiple genres in it. I know before a lot of old comic book movies are like, we're, we're okay, we're either superheroes, supernatural, or, you know, we're city level like Batman, or we're, you know, powerhouse like the Hulk and Superman, or, you know, like Spider Man, whatever. And what I felt like this one was kind of like, it just took all these different things and just threw it in the pot. The acting was awesome. Special effects were really great. It was just, like, it, it really, it was a pleasant surprise when I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it, it was, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I had it kind of like at this spot um, in my ranking. Um, and I think, yeah, for me, it, it was just such a, a very well-flowed movie. Like, I know that, that the critique, which is something that uh, has been a common critique by by people for Phase 4 um, but uh, or um, MCU overall, of, like, kind of having, like, a redemption moment for the villain. Um, and while this movie did have it, I think it felt a little bit more organic because of it, it being the, his father and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, definitely, I, enjoy, I, I really loved the character building of this i really love shang chi and as a character um i'm very excited for for you know his further involvement in in the mcu and where he'll pop up next and just kind of like it it did a very good job of laying a brick in 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 the future as well with that whole like um um what is it the whole like beacon that's being sent through the rings so, so you have that element, but yeah, I think it was just very well written of a character, very flowing of a movie. Um, I, 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 it was a movie that I've watched like multiple times in theaters, and and since then, um, I think just it's a, just like a very solid movie. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, this on was very high on my list as well. Um, I think the only thing that was really holding it back a little bit from being in like maybe the top two on my list was the ending fell a little bit flat for me after the death of um of uh, his father. But all of that stuff with his father and his sister and just dealing with his legacy and, you know, kind of being a millennial that is just kind of, you know, a little bit listless in life. I, I loved all of that. The action, some of the best looking Marvel action too. Um, so yeah. I really, I really love this movie. It's, it's, it was, it's high on the list for me. Um, but yeah, uh, here at number six, uh, which brings us to Ariel's first pick. Ariel, what is your number? F what is the number five? Uh, I'm going to go Moon Knight. Yeah. Okay. I, I think just for me, I, I know it's a very personal pick. Um, for me, Moon Knight was just such a deep show. Um, and while... Again, like with with some of the more so the earlier kind of um, Disney Plus shows, kind of like had a rushed um, final episode. I think that the the 
going back to also like you know building new characters i think the building blocks of of um mark specter um steven grant was just so so great i mean of course it gets excelled further with oscar isaac hernandez estrada's um acting just it, it get got me so excited for the second season hopefully fingers crossed it comes you know we get a second season for it and and yeah and then adding a, now a new element of supernaturalism that's like kind of the start of the supernatural kind of like feel with moon knight and that what will will you also see with with werewolf by night furthering that um and also kind of like hopefully fingers crossed build the, for the first block um to building the midnight suns you know and ho- maybe getting you know a johnny blaze in that in here as well um but yeah i just it was such a strong emotional ride such a deep like you know um show and an expression of of trauma and and of um mental illness overall and just kind of like i i just i i really love that the that show nice alan um what do you think about it you're gonna let it stay here or you have your veto oh man this is a tough one i know no uh i think i'll let it stay because i i did dig i did dig it a lot um it kept me hooked the whole time I will say I felt the finale, just like you were saying with Shang-Chi, really fell flat. Uh, especially, like, there's a whole kaiju fight, and then all of a sudden we get a Dos Ex Machina, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was hoping we would have got maybe, like, someone else's uh, perspective of, like, how um, uh, the villain was defeated. And he just... I don't know, like that. Re- it really kind of took me out a little bit, but I was like, okay, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to set up and tease. I just thought that was a little too much of a Dos Ex Machina, but um, I'll allow it because I enjoyed the majority of it. Yeah, I'm probably on the same page as you, Alan. Where it's it's my in my lower um, rankings of the MCU is Phase Four, but I still really dug it. You know, like I I think that Five is probably a good spot for it, to be honest. All right, uh, back to you, Alan, at number four. What do you got for us? Oh, man, this is going to be real tough now because we're getting into... Because <laughs> the thing is... Hard. You're going to have to make the, some tough choices. Yeah, because the thing is, when we get to the top three, the top three, that's where the real fight starts. So four, you have to make like a really good pick. And... Hmm... I'm going to go with, fuck. <laughs> I'm like really hoping for one pick. I'm really hoping that you choose it. Because <laughs> I kind of know how, pro- I, I kind of have a feeling how the top three will go. Yeah. So I'm really here. hoping that this, that this number four is the one that you pick. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with the safe one. I'm going to go Loki. Oh, all right, all right, all right. damn it. I wasn't going that way. <laughs> all right, Alan. Uh, let us know. Ow, damn it. <laughs> and you got I no more vetoes, Ariel. Veto. I'm sorry. No more vetoes, really? I, will, vetoes. I, I would put this high. Like, for me, personally. 
higher. I don't know, yeah, man, because yeah. uh, there's some that I, I might have to veto when we get up to the top three. Because, uh, but I, I'm going with Loki. I wanted to put it higher, but I felt four was a good spot. Um, I mean, Loki was great. It was phenomenal. I mean, Tom Hiddleston, you can't go wrong. Uh, it really sets up the whole multiverse stuff and the, you know, the, the time, what is that, TDA? TDA. TVA. The TVA was great. The aesthetic was awesome. Like, I loved that shitty, weird 70s brown bronze aesthetic for everything. And I just love Loki, you know, just being out of time kind of thing. And it really delved into the the stuff. And it was just gorgeous in in some scenes where they weren't in the TVA and, and the finale was great. So that one... Well, it was really, and then of course you get multiple Lokis. You get classic Loki, which for me was fucking awesome. That was my my favorite part of the whole show. So yeah, Ariel, uh, why don't you give us your thoughts? You start used your veto, so it's it's here at four. But why don't you give us your thoughts on Loki? Oh, this is my favorite Disney Plus show. Like mm. this is my favorite Disney Plus show. So I I personally had it as my number two. Because of that reason, um, I think that th- that it had definitely the strongest season out of all the Disney Plus shows. It did not falter beginning to end, in my opinion. I feel like it was the strongest. Um, I, dare I say, strongest Disney Plus show so far, and on all of Disney Plus. I think that it was just. Um, just like yeah, just a perfect first season, in my opinion. So I I rank this one very high on my board. So yeah. Yeah, I mean I I love Loki too. It's it's a show that I think I the more I've thought about, the more I appreciate. It. I really want to go back and rewatch it. Um, I had it right about here on on my personal ranking. Um, because it, best it, soundtrack this is, this too. This where it gets tough. Yeah, the sound best soundtrack was great. This is this is where it gets tough, guys. This like we gotta you gotta start like you know it's a uh, Sophie's choice time right now. Just gotta start killing your babies. Um, but yeah, uh, look real good uh, here at number four. Ariel, what's number three? Uh, I guess. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, since you're throwing a wrench in the machine, yeah, I would have to say. <laughs> Black Panther, just because okay. of it, it setting up, you know, the next saga. Um, I'll I'll go more into detail now, um, on that of of um, it it made me excited for the Thunderbolt movie, which is a movie that I when it was announced, I was like, I of course I'm gonna enjoy it and stuff like that, but I'm like, okay. Like, this is going to be an interesting movie. Even having Bucky, you know, the boy Bucky in it. I'm like, okay, this is going to be an interesting movie. But because of Black Panther, which is already a pretty solid movie, it dealt very well with grief and and stuff. Something that, you know, I liked about Moon Knight and stuff. Uh, it, it had that, like, oh, I know what they're going to do now for Thunderbolts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that... If they do that in Thunderbolts, what what kind of like Black Panther is kind of setting up is like um, Wakanda Forever. It's like 
that is going to do a lot of damage and it's going to like mess up a lot of things. It's going to cause some really awesome waves in the MCU and in that world. And so um, definitely it, that, like, I, I, like, I like that movie because of that, because it, it's like, oh, this is why I love the MCU is because like, you know, like a, a movie that kind of seemed like okay that's an interesting choice is like oh that's gonna be like one of the most probably possibly one of the most important movies next phase now so yeah yeah alan uh black panther wakanda forever here at number three how do you feel about that my listeners are gonna destroy me i want to veto it okay. oh all right all right all right i i like don't get me wrong it's a it's a cool film I thought it was, I don't know, maybe I'm not a fan of Ryan Coogler's directing or something, but he makes a lot of stuff. Like, okay, like, he's really good with drama. He's really good with, like, still scenes. But action-wise, I feel like he's very forgettable. Like, I don't know, I just... Yeah, there's a lot of cool setup and everything, and, you know, Namor's cool too, but... I fell asleep a bunch of times in this movie, and this movie is much too long, personally. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was just okay. It's not even in my top ten, to be honest. It's a yeah. That that's just me. It, it's it's fine, but it's yeah. That's just me. All right, then Ariel, we need a new number three. Oh, you're not gonna like this. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Wandavision. That's oh. fine. Perfectly fine. I'm okay, <laughs> okay. with it. Okay. I, I I was gonna I was kind of saving it to be a little higher, but I was like, you know what? I loved WandaVision so fucking much. Like, <laughs> I, I'd rather WandaVision be top three at least for me. All right. Yeah, Ariel, give us a little bit on WandaVision. I I did I did enjoy it thoroughly. It was a really awesome way to kick off season uh, to phase four. Um. I think it's maybe because of like how like which is like I understand the arc that that it went but it also did falter at in the final episode like like you know the some of the the um uh Disney Plus shows did in that first in that last episode it faltered definitely you know loved the grief explanation and stuff like that made, you know, super excited with like what's going to happen in, in response to that, you know, we're going to have, um, white vision and vision quest coming out. Um, and with that, you know, like the West coast Avengers and, and then seeing what, what's going to like, if Tommy and, and, um, Tommy and, uh, uh, the kids. Yeah, the kids. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Tommy and Billy. Well, here we go. And, yeah, Tommy and Billy. Wiccan are, and what's the other full's name? Uh, um, Wiccan and, and um, not Speed. Speed. Uh, Wiccan. I'm sorry, everybody. I had all these names in my mind. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, like Tommy and Billy coming back and how that's going to play out and stuff and um, and it was it it added to like then leading into to uh uh doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and and that furthering helping you know the establishment of the multiverse 
and stuff but 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 yeah i think it just has to do with that that ending and how it faltered for me because it, it is an, an incredible and i know a lot of people you know love the heck out of it and it, it and just the it was awesome it was like i said it was an awesome start because of the unknowingness of of you know like the whole like the first few episodes being like different eras of television which in itself is a very meta thing with it being the first episode uh first episodic Mar marvel you know property and stuff like that so um yeah that's why yeah but faltered at the end i can go for fucking days about how much <laughs> i love it it's just yeah it's just Super awesome, super wonderful. The first couple episodes, I really, really love that er that little time frame of the those first couple episodes because people immediately were shitting on it. They're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I hate everything about this. Why is it why is it not being put in a silver platter for me? And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. That's the best part of it. That's what I love. I love the mystery about it. And Elizabeth Olsen just fucking killing it yeah, on yeah. screen all the time. Uh -huh. Her and um. Uh, Paul homeboy, Bentley. Paul Bettany, yeah, thank you. <laughs> They're just both wonderful, fucking awesome chemistry. But yeah, I do agree that the ending was a little, you know, very generic superhero ending. But the whole way through, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I agree. Everything, like the ending, was a little bit just you know superhero sky battle laser beams. But like everything up to that was so new and creative, and it was just like you said, Ariel, such a cool way um, to start off Phase Four. And I love that the. the the fucking Evan Peters boner joke, like pull out the rug from me. I thought that was so funny and so brilliant to just troll the troll everybody like that. That was that was great. You're um, the you're one of the few. <laughs> I loved it. I fucking thought it was great. Um, but uh, with that, Alan, uh, tell us your number two pick here. Oh, I feel like I kind of stole the show, Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange, man, I fucking loved it. Uh, that was probably the, the before this phase was probably my most excited film. Uh, the the film I was looking forward to the most. Um, and then WandaVision kind of came out before that, and I was like, whoa, blown away by that. And I mean, WandaVision kind of directly goes into it, and WandaVision kind of set up this whole multiverse thing, all this wacky goodness, and just yeah, I loved it. I mean, I just watched it again the other day. It's just so it's so fucking fun. It's horror. Obviously, I'm gonna give it five points just for being horror, being Sam Raimi. Just it was a blast, man. Like I love the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I I think I think we're gonna see a pattern with these top three, um, with essentially like possibly revealing like what is the most important character of of, <laughs> of this phase for sure is going to come out with this probably um and <laughs> what the most important like three movies kind of like or three properties are to this phase and then kind of having those jump jumping off points i think definitely um which i think the first choice is might i'm hoping will be um obvious but but definitely these first two i think the reason why that we're going with these as the first two the top two 
are because of how they are important to the future of the MCU and oh, the multiverse saga. Yeah, the multiverse I mean, saga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I had a ton of fun with this, and it honestly made me care a lot about. I am the opposite of Alan, where I could I give zero fucks about Doctor Strange. He's my least favorite Avenger, and oh. this. So I was not excited at all for this going in. But goddamn, it was really good. It was just a, just a great movie. Like even beyond setting up future stuff, like uh, I just had so much fun watching it. It's one of the few that I rewatched on Disney Plus, like right when it came out on Disney Plus, um, that forty day window or whatever. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Just a lot of doing a lot of cool, goofy things, cool, fun cameos, but also just just really just fun Sam Raimi superhero stuff that we haven't seen since 2007 um so it was really cool to bring it back with that um before number one pick i'm just gonna real quick go down the list that we've got so far no more vetoes so this list is going to be set in stone uh number seven Fal uh, falcon and the winter soldier number six shang chi and the legend of the ten rings uh number five moon knight number four loki number three wandavision Number two, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And number one, Ariel is... Oh. Have full faith in you, Ariel. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes! What? It's, what? I thought it was Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, no. Veto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, no, to, to the chagrin of me wanting Marvel to have full custody of Spider-Man. I uh, think we all agree uh, on that. It, yeah. it, it's it's just like it was just too perfect just decades of resolve reached for this movie i mean the moment where where andrew is uh spider-man saves and mj always still brings a tear to my eye because it's just so beautiful and poetic of a moment and just the brilliance of Tom Holland. Oh my gosh, Tom Holland in that last scene with, with um, just just kills me so much. I'm so freaking excited for the next Spider-Man trilogy. Um, I and the college years, like oh my gosh, it's like something that like we've wanted for so long. Because yeah, like Sam Raimi, like we we barely saw him in college, and I'm so excited to actually see Spider Man go to college, which you know, like we don't get much of it even in the cartoons or any previous things, you know, because he's always a teenager, he's always in high school, but to actually see like a college style of of Spider Man is going to be really fun to see. Um, but yeah, like. I think Tom Holland killed killed it in this movie. I think all of them Peters killed this killed it in this movie. Just and and then of course like yeah the their supporting cast just like it you know because they've been together for so long, so natural like of friendships and and love clearly. Um, it just gets thrown out onto the on the screen and just gets me so excited. Like I mean it is. I think it it is it's the spark of the multiverse. Like you know, this was the spark of the multiverse, and um, just just perfect movie. I think I've watched I watched ended up watching it like seven, no, not that crazy, five times in in the theaters. Just overall, 
and then and then also to have like the extended scenes like while they don't yeah they don't provide much like extra context they're just fun and enjoyable and you don't mind them and you do like you do enjoy it as the extra long thing like even though it might have been a gimmick to re-release it you don't care because it's so fun of scenes to be added um just the great it's just it's an awesome movie to the chagrin because f sony but yeah <laughs> yeah alan alan uh you know obviously no no more vetoes here so this is sticking here but i think we're all we're all happy with that alan what, what do you think about it being here at number one how did eternals and thor lose like <laughs> how but uh anyways no i mean it's it was fucking spider-man since the start um, I will say it's it's not my number one, but it's still top three. So, still there. Uh, it's fucking Spider-Man, man. You can't go wrong. It was a fucking blast. It, it's pretty much everything you've you, you kind of want. You know, you got we kind of got our own little Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse kind of thing. Live action. We got you know, uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. I feel like Andrew Garfield stole the show. I thought his performance was absolutely amazing. I loved him so much. Uh, Willem Dafoe, always a fucking scene stealer. He was probably the best. I, I was a little sad he didn't get like his own cool little goblin mask. I know they were saying that. They're like, well, he's very emotive, so we'll give him that. I was like, okay. And you know what? I can live with it because he does one of the fucking coolest things ever just like i was saying earlier i grew up watching martial arts i also grew up watching a lot of wrestling and the scene that fucking blew me away was that his green goblin fighting tom holland's green Go uh tom holland spider-man they're fighting in the apartment building and oh, yeah beating no. his fucking ass and i'm not gonna lie sometimes i like seeing the bad guy beat the shit out of the, the good guy and just him doing a spear power bomb fucking through three floors all the way down was the hypest fucking shit. Like I was so blown away by that, mm -hmm. so impressed. And then I know Aunt, Aunt May, you know, spoilers, Aunt May passes away and everybody's like getting very teary eyed in the theater. I was more like, did you fucking see that power bomb? Holy fucking <laughs> shit. Like, I wanted them to rewind the projector just so I can see that again. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely the... I, I, I would say, like, definitely the best fight scene of of um, Phase 4. But I would I it has a, a big petition to being the best fight scene in all of Marvel history. Just an incredible fucking just the back and forth like freaking tom hall the scene that like yeah like that parts of that fight are the are so iconic to me now like tom holland just jumping from one one wall to the next wall and then onto uh, onto you know um green goblin and like essentially like pulling off um a, you know uh a move that that would make you know black widow herself proud the whole like I was just like this is straight out of a fighting game with his him like whipping you know the ceiling and then essentially like flipping him and then pounding him down is it just so freaking awesome of showing the what 
Peter Parker and Spider-Man is, uh, you know, able to do. This, like, movie just, like, highlighted the shit of, like, how... No, Peter Parker is, like... I mean, Spider-Man is one of the most powerful superheroes, like, in the MCU, you know, kind of thing, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And there's yeah, a reason. I, I will say the only other fight scene I think is a little bit better is Civil War, the 2v1 of yeah. Bucky and mm-hmm. Cap beating the shit out of Iron Man. That's the yeah. most satisfying for me, especially someone who who grew up reading Civil War and being Team Cap. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is my number one, too. I'm really glad. Like, when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, man. I think Ariel. I think Ariel's on the same page as me, so I was like, okay. I think she's gonna put this at number one. If this doesn't make the list, I'm gonna like riot. I'm gonna I'm gonna delete the episode. I don't give a shit. No, but uh, this was this was so good. I I love this movie. It's amazing because it should just be just a kind of hollow nostalgia grab, but it is so sentimental and amazing. And you have the other Spider-Man come in there, and they not only are able to complete their arcs from their kind of unfinished series, but they but they don't ever steal the focus away from our quote-unquote our peter you know the tom uh holland peter and they by them kind of completing their arcs they're able to help him complete his arc and he's still the main character despite all of the the other spider-man and the other villains and doctor strange and everything else going on it is still clearly such a movie about him and those other things just enhance it and don't take anything away from him and this was my favorite film that came out that year um in a pretty good year of films just absolutely a masterpiece in my opinion and i never thought i would like a superhero movie more than spider-man 2 or at least a spider-man movie more than spider-man 2 and this beat it um just like which i never thought would happen this i love it i'm so glad it's here at number one um yeah so quickly are you you sure the number one isn't another spider type of superhero you know like black widow or something are you sure (laughs) Uh. <laughs> it's it's I am Groot is number one. Uh. <laughs> no, but uh, I'll quickly I'll quickly go down the list one time more time real fast. Seven Falcon the Winter Soldier. Six Shang Chi. Uh, five Moon Knight. Four Loki. Three Wandavision. Two Doctor Strange. Two um, and number one Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, no way home. What? No way home. Thank you. I always do that. Uh, so guys, um, real quick, um, just want to, want to throw out a couple ones that you had on your, your list of your top, uh, movies that didn't quite make the cut. Uh, any, any ones you want to quickly throw out there? I actually wanted to ask, um, on top of that one, what was your bottom? What was the last, like last place? Uh, it was, if we're counting, I am group, probably that like, it's just, it's fine. It's just nothing. And then my bottom probably would have been Eternals. I, I didn't dislike Eternals, but it, it's just, it's kind of meh. Uh, I had Black Widow just because it didn't provide much of anything. I definitely feel like, yeah, it should have, it should have been a phase three um, before yeah. um, Infinity War, like how it is canonically. Um, it, just, it was low on, it was low on my list. too. Yeah. It just has. It just didn't provide anything, unfortunately, you know. So, yeah. 
No. I like yeah, the yeah. characters that came out of. Uh, well, I like Yelena. I like Hell yeah, Greg she was Guardian. The best part. Yeah, I like Greg Guardian, and they're like essentially the two. Which I don't. But Yelena, not the two characters that they're keeping. They're they're gonna try to pull out a tax master. Master. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but I do like Yelena and, and Red Guardian, and I'm excited to see more of them. Uh, yeah, I I hadn't seen I Am Groot. I I wasn't sure if it was part of the MCU at all, so I kind of was like, eh. That that that's my bottom because I didn't watch it. But the true bottom would be Black Widow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my top ones that didn't make it was Werewolf by Night. I just like love that. <laughs> I love that short. Yeah, no, that's my number three. Honestly, I love Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Any yeah, it's any my it's mention? my number three too. Yeah, Alan, any honorable mentions for you? Uh, what if? Mm-hmm. What if was a lot of fun. I love that show a lot. Like, I, I felt like we just got a lot of cool shit. You know, you got um Captain Britain. You got space Black Panther, which was probably one of the coolest episodes. Like, I kind of wish we had a movie of that, of just T'Challa just being, mm-hmm. you know, Star Lord and shit. That was that episode was a lot of fun, and then. Pretty much fucking Ultron, God Ultron or whatever was super cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, but yeah, I'm. I think this is a pretty solid ranking. I'm pretty happy with this. I'm a little sad that She-Hulk uh, got axed, but no, this is this is very close to my own my own rankings. I uh, I think just She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night were the only ones that uh, really got left off that I was a really really big fan of. Um, but yeah, uh. Any well, the, guys, this was a lot of fun. I had a, a lot of fun doing this this uh this draft with you guys. This ranking, um, it was fun talking about Guardians Holiday Special. Any any final thoughts before we wrap up here, guys? No, just very excited for next. Um, is Ant Man going to be the next one? For yeah, Ant Man going to be I, the start. Yeah, is it going to be the start of Phase Five? Ant Man, mm-hmm. um, Quantumania. Quantumania. Uh, which is an awesome it's gonna be an awesome start of phase five like i don't know i don't think you you yeah they haven't released while they've released trailers they haven't released certain scenes that that we in um hall h got to see as part of um the trailer that would that they put together for us and yeah there's just there's still so much like that that to be seen that's going to come out of that movie and it's going to be insane. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, thank you. Thank you for being on um, to our listeners. Thank you for listening. And then if you guys have liked us here, as I mentioned at the top, we do another podcast together about films called underrated uh, that comes out every other Monday. So it's a little more um, uh, what's it called uh, regular than this one. Um, so that one, we always talk about underrated and unappreciated films. Uh, we have a lot of fun with that. We've had some really cool guests on, and we are coming up to our 100th episode at the end of the year. It's going to be our last episode of the year. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, we also have a couple other shows. Um, I'm in the middle of season two of Gateway episodes, um, where I take a look at TV shows um, via a particular episode and see if I or my guest would want to be uh, get into them. And we've been looking at miniseries this season, um, and that has been a blast. 
and then I also co-host a, another film podcast with my friend Damien called Can I Say Something? It's kind of just a um, what have we been watching, what's out recently, what's film, film news type show. And then Ariel uh, also has her show uh, you've never seen. Uh, Ariel, you also have a Christmas special coming up for that if you wanted to, uh, with Alan, if you wanted to tell the, tell the people about that. Yeah, check out, um, it should be out by the time this comes out, uh, or no, you, you're gonna oh, this be releasing, like, be, tomorrow. Like, I'm just gonna, like, release okay. it, like, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so, um, the 1st of December, I'm introducing Alan to the classic, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, um, and we're gonna be discussing that. It's gonna be his first time watching it, which is, I'm very excited for, so go and check that out. I cannot wait to listen to that episode. I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, and so hope everyone out there uh, had a fun time listening. We also, if you want to check us out anymore, follow us on our social media, uh, Undercast Company on Instagram and uh, Twitter, if it still exists, and all, all that good stuff. Uh, we also have our Patreon, also Undercast Company. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month, and we just added a new tier to that um, where you can choose a movie for us to, reco- uh, to cover underrated if you are a patron at that level for six months so yeah check all that out um and thank you though for listening and we'll catch you next time thanks for being me thank you everybody